This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 77 degrees in downtown Boise. Off to a warm start this morning because we have uh, at least one more. I I can't even call it warm. It's going to be one more hot Hot, day coming your way today with temperatures triple digits. The good news is um, it's going to cool down quite a bit tomorrow. uh, Daytime highs only going to be in the low 90s. And as a matter of fact, we're looking at 90s pretty much all week. Gosh. Until uh, this Saturday again when we'll see triple digits. Better find my wool clothes. (laughs) Um, Once again, and and I talked to my wife this weekend, um, you know, and it was so hot on Saturday. I think it got up to about 106 in Boise officially on Saturday. And, uh, you know, talking about how hot. And I go, but doesn't it, isn't it weird that you and I, because she had her leadership in uh, St. Thomas, as I'd mentioned, how, how much cooler it seems now just because... We've spent time where the humidity was high. She goes, yeah, I kind of noticed that, too. And she goes, with the breeze. She goes, I'm, usually I'd be going, this is really hot outside, but we have new respect for our hot compared to other places. Um, you know, there are a lot of places throughout the U.S. where the humidity, you know, you've, you've been to Washington, D.C. Yeah. in the springtime even when it's only, you know, 80 degrees, but the humidity is 80%, and right. it seems just like it's suffocating. I've been to... Uh- I, I, you know that song. I, I like New York in June. <laughs> I've, I've been to New York in June. I did not like uh, it. I, 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 I got checked out of my hotel at ten o'clock in the morning. I had a six p.m. flight, so I had to wander around for a few hours. And uh, by the time I got to the airport uh, in time for my flight, I was just dripping with sweat because it was ninety-five <laughs> degrees uh-huh. in June and it was ninety-five percent humidity, and it was just unbearable. And when I got there, I had to. Uh, go to the um, the gift shop and buy a new shirt and some deodorant, and then go in and you know basically uh, almost take a bath in, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the bathroom. But uh, I managed to not terribly offend the person in the seat next to me once I got on the plane. I was uh, I've been to New York in late June yeah. one time many years ago, um, and the thing that uh, we were in Manhattan in late afternoon, and the thing that hit me was the strong smell of urine. Uh, hot, well, yeah, that's hot true. Hot urine on that's a true. hot afternoon. It's, it's like, they God. Say, I couldn't help noticing urine town today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't help noticing that either. Apparently, they don't allow you to use their was, bathrooms unless, yeah. of course, you're buying something. I so people there, just pop it out and go there. I, I was there in, in the springtime when the, the wind was blowing. It was kind of cold and it was rainy. And it smelled great. And then I went back in June and it's like, wow, this is this is an outhouse. The only other U.S. city that I've ever been to that had the strong smell of urine, uh, if you've ever been to New Orleans when it uh, is hot and uh, steamy, the uh, Bourbon Street. Once again, same reason. You're not allowed just to go in and use anybody's bathroom, so people with that many, there's no bathrooms because there's so many people, so you know there are people just going on the streets and, boy, you can smell it. Let's go down there and... uh you know, run for city council and say, hey, let's uh, put up some public bathrooms, shall we? We have uh, some good news and bad news this morning. Uh, the bad news is if uh, you were hoping not to go to work because you were all of a sudden independently wealthy, get your butt up and go to work. Yeah. In case you had not heard, there was no winner on Friday night's drawing for Mega Millions. 
And that means tomorrow night's jackpot drawing will be around $820 million. That's a lot of moolah. This is after the $1.1 billion mm-hmm. Powerball drawing last week. So one in 302 million to one chance of winning the jackpot coming up Tuesday night. This will be one of the largest mega millions uh, jackpot drawings ever. Remember, um, $422 million is what you would get as your cash option. So almost half of what you take as a cash option. It's interesting. Some of the uh, I, I was reading this weekend where the the big winner and Powerball and the Mega Millions coming up. Um, there were fun, financial experts, and and almost everybody takes the instant payout because they think that they can do better with their investment than just taking the yeah. annuity for twenty nine years. Um, but I saw numerous different financial experts saying it would probably be a good idea to take the payout over twenty nine years, and the reason being. Because almost nobody is equipped to handle that much money. Um, and they, it, they said that 40% of big winners, 40% are broke within 10 years. Seriously. How do you, I, that's just it. It's like they think that the money is going to last longer. It's like you, you just have to go absolutely nuts. When you, when you start to win hundreds of millions of dollars, I mean, it's hard to spend that kind of money unless you are just doing stupid stuff. But mm-hmm. 40% of big winners, now it's not just the $100 million, they, they count big winners of $5 million or more, which you would think that if you win $5 yeah. million. Now, granted. Well, there was a time years ago when if you had $5 million, that would be like having unlimited money. It's not anymore. No. Considering you can't buy. Keep I mean, them. I mean, let's put it this way: it used to be you used to be able to buy a whole town full of houses for five million dollars. <laughs> Not anymore. Keep in mind, uh, if you win five million dollars too, this goes back to half of it goes straight to taxes immediately. Oh, so yeah. you're only only winning two point five million dollars. So when you do think of it that way, I mean, it is it's easy. To, to, it's better to just go to bed early and get up for work in the next morning. It is easy to blow through <laughs> two point five million dollars, right? I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars, but I mean, 2.5. Because I what, would love to find out if it is. Well, what people do is they go out and they buy a million-dollar home, yeah. and then they buy a, you know three or four cars at $100,000 each, right. and a boat and other toys, and take a vacation, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I've only got you what know you, half you, a million dollars what, left. What do you mean these require maintenance? It was just shocking to me to see that you you had 40% of the people that were broke within 10 years that's, that's just a, because that's, they didn't know how to handle it that's pretty amazing and they said that if you take the annuity you should, you're you not should. you're not able to use any more money than what they give you per year so it's harder to go broke over that we time. need to have those people watch like old mafia movies you know where the guys in the mafia they have just you know tons and tons of cash but they don't want anybody to know so they live in basic neighborhoods and you know average houses and and don't really, you know, spend it around, but they're very comfortable. Um, also, uh, this was late news yesterday, in c- case you hadn't heard. Um, we've had a new number of uh, deaths from drownings already this year. Um, Lucky Peak, uh, apparently a drowning happened yesterday, late yesterday. man drowned at Lucky Peak. According to Ada County Sheriff's, they received a call around 5 p.m. The man who wasn't wearing a life jacket when he went into the water near Turner Gulch never came back to the surface. Boise Fire, Ada County Marine Deputy Crews tried to find the man unsuccessful. Police said dive crews are continuing their search. 
called off because of darkness last night, but of course they will uh, try again today uh, and won't identify until they actually find you, a person and next of kin have been. And, and you heard notified. it happened again. They were training in the river and found another body. Yeah. Um, and this, this body apparently, which is the weird part, has been there for a very long time, they yeah. said. Months or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's going to take a while for that body to be identified because there's not much there, unfortunately, yeah. to uh, identify. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that happened. And, and as you mentioned, they were just training. The yeah. police were there. Well, and you remember last time they doing were doing snorkel training. Like a month ago, they were doing the same thing. Hey, there's a body. I'm guessing maybe they should do a lot more training. Okay. Seems like every time they go out to do some training, <laughs> they find kidding. another body or less training because you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the weird part, like I said, uh, you know, is and and maybe we'll find that the person once they identify who it is that you know the person had been listed as as missing, but um, you know. Somebody out there probably going, why, why don't he call? Why, where? <laughs> why, K- don't, why don't he write? KBOI Newstime 614, uh, time for our first check on sports this morning. It's brought to you by uh, Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go. Mm. Breakfast, lunch, delicious. Why, why aren't we there right now? Lots and lots of food. And Chef Wally there every morning making up his dose of deliciousness from scratch. You don't believe me? Get out today and find out just how good it is. Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. The newest baseball Hall of Famers are Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland. Both infielders were inducted into the Hall over the weekend. The next seven days could be, and usually are, interesting in Major League Baseball. The season trade deadline is next Monday. Nobody right now is off the table, apparently, and that even includes Angels megastar Shohei Otani. The Dodgers, the L.A. Dodgers, are actively trying to put together a trade for the combination pitcher-designated hitter and perennial all-star. The um, Yankees will be shopping for a catcher. They put uh, their catcher, Jose Trevino, on the injured list for uh, the rest of the season. He's got a wrist injury. And the Washington Nationals have signed the number two pick in the recent amateur draft. Dylan Cruz is an outfielder. He played for the national champion LSU Tigers and was the Southeast Conference Player of the Year the past two seasons in baseball. It pays to be a high draft pick. His signing bonus Nine million dollars. That's sports. And I'm wondering if, just like a uh, lottery winner, he'll be broke in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, so, if he, not if he stays healthy. He question, question for you. Shohei Otani, does he get traded this week? Uh, I'm going to go with no, and uh, that, of course, is the kiss of death because I predict everything. I don't, I don't think he will either because I think the Angels are asking a hell of a lot and there's no guarantee to whoever he gets traded for, right. he's going to be playing next year. But among those teams that have a heck of a lot to trade are the Dodgers. Right. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, just, I just don't think. I think the ask is too high. Yeah. And I don't think management from the it, Angels yeah. want to trade him. Well, would you? I mean, I, I would never get rid of Otani or Trout if yeah. I were an Angels guy. Yeah. And then, of course, the uh, big news next year will be who pays six or seven hundred million dollars to sign him? Because I yeah. mean, it's going to be a lot. He'll be the most ever guaranteed next year, unless yeah. unless God forbid he gets hurt He'll, before the end of the year. They'll make that back in jersey sales alone. KBY News Time six seventeen. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
622, looking like the uh, stock market, uh, at least futures as of right now, are up just a tad bit this morning. We'll see if we can continue. Friday was, what, day number 10, if you're keeping score at home for the Dow, seeing a positive day. We'll uh, see if we can continue to day number 11 today. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates. Coming up here in about 45 minutes, one of the big things that everybody is going to be watching, uh, I guess maybe two big things, but it all tied to one, uh, is what the Fed does with interest rates coming up on Wednesday. So the announcement on whether or not they will pause, continue their pause, which they did not raise the last time they were able to do so. Um, We'll see if they do raise. There are people saying that they think that there will be a, 25 basis point increase this time others saying no it looks like that inflation numbers are are coming in lower than expected so they think that there could be a pause it will have an effect on the stock market the other thing of course that people pay attention to not necessarily what the fed actually does with interest rates but what does the fed chairman say afterwards so that you can read between the lines of <laughs> what's going to be going on in the future that's what Wonderful. everybody pays. if basically if he frowns a lot it, it could mean a 100 point drop in the dow just by frowning that's how much power the Fed chairman will have this week. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates uh, about what's going on with the stock market, other things that we'll be keeping an eye on coming this week. And like I said, we'll do that coming up here in about 45 minutes. Also want to remind you, I'm so excited. We're in the last uh, little over a week. I guess it, it exactly a week. The last week of 2023 that mm-hmm. we will not have football action. Thank God. Can't wait for the football season to training, be here. Training camps are underway. Yeah, some of the training camps. Um, I think Seattle uh, veterans and rookies all report today. There are about half a dozen uh, camps that started up last week. So football basically underway. Um, I'm, I have to look. I'm, my guess is, is is the Hall of Fame game probably not this week. It'll probably be next, the week after that, right? Yeah. That's the very first game of the Hall of Fame game uh, will be coming up. Uh, and So we've got only three games now, am I correct, that we have uh, early season games um, instead of four. I think they cut that back last year, if I, if I remember correctly. So, um, But anyway, we'll be getting ready for the season. The other thing I wanted to bring up here today is the final day that you can take advantage of the Boise State's we win, you win, football ticket promotion. So basically what it means is you have until close of business today to purchase a limited edition ticket. Now, it costs you $125 for the limited edition ticket, but you get so more than just the one game, so much more than one game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll get uh, the ticket for the first game, University of Central Florida, the home game, uh, which is happening on Saturday, September 9th, kickoff scheduled for 5 p.m., in addition to that ticket, you will also get a digital ticket for the following week's game against North Dakota. And then those fans who attend the North Dakota game utilizing their digital ticket will automatically receive another ticket to the next home game on October 7th against San Jose State if Boise State beats North Dakota. If Boise State beats San Jose State and you attend that game with your digital ticket, you will get a free digital ticket for the next game, and so on and so on. So if Boise State goes undefeated this year, you basically could get six tickets for 125 bucks. But 
Today is the final day. You have to close a business today uh, to take advantage of that, and you can get your tickets uh, online or over the phone, Boise State Athletic Ticket Office at 426-4737. You can also get them in person at the Boise State Athletic Ticket Office at the southwest corner of Albertson Stadium. Um, Single-game tickets, by the way, will uh, be sold to the general public starting tomorrow at 10 a.m., and they'll start selling uh, similar seats, by the way, if you're curious what those cost. USC, UCF game tickets will be available mm-hmm. to purchase tomorrow for $99. But that's only for the one game. So if you want to get the uh, tickets, yeah. th- those are similar seats, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, the other way is definitely the way to go. Yeah, yeah, because like, like, I mean, it, Boise State's usually pretty good at home, um, and uh, they could go, you know, if they go undefeated at home, then you have six games. So get those today. Like I said, close of business, final chance to take advantage of those tickets. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 640, it's uh, 80 degrees in downtown Boise. Man, it's getting hot quick this morning. Uh, not even 7 o'clock, and we're sitting at 80 degrees. Uh, see triple digits today. The good news is uh should get out of here, and we'll see cooler temperatures uh, tomorrow and for the rest of the week. The good news is we might not see triple digits again until possibly Saturday, uh, 100 degrees expected, but into the 90s, low 90s tomorrow. So good news. Be able to chance to uh, get out and uh, maybe mow your lawn if you haven't done that in three or four weeks because it's been too hot. <laughs> My lawn is not did, not did. doing really well in the I, hot weather. I did it yesterday, and yes, it was hot. Did you? Do you actually? I, I'm mowed? actually I'm actually maintaining the lawn. This what? Year. Uh, I know that's like that's, you have actual grass growing. Uh, it's growing slowly, but yes, it is, and it's green. Like it's green. Yeah, it is. I we, might have to got, drive by your house. I've never seen the, that in um, the times I've given you a ride. I've never seen green lawn. Uh, that that's true. Uh, I have I've had a multicolored lawn, and green usually isn't one of the colors. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> No, this 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 year it's it's basically green. That we got the sprinkler system all up and working. Replaced all the sprinkler heads uh, that we needed to replace for uh, um, a few years. So, and uh, so, what changed? I don't know. Just got tired of the brown. I guess. I got I got tired of the uh, the the you know the yellow and beige and various <laughs> other colors that I had up there. Uh, by the way, uh, this weekend. Box office may have saved movies wow. for the year. Did you see the wow. numbers that have come in for the Barbie movie? Yeah, I was. Let's see, Barbie, I believe, was 155 uh, million mm-hmm. domestically for the. Uh, uh, well, they, they had a preview Thursday night and then Friday and Saturday. Uh, 155 million, which is incredible. And on top of that, it was the first time ever that there was uh, one movie that was over 100 and another movie was over 50 because Oppenheimer made 80-some yeah. million, which was was pretty incredible. And and apparently that whole thing about like people buying uh, tickets to go see both movies, a lot of people did that. Which you have to have a lot of time. And I wonder how much more Oppenheimer might have made had it not been a th- over three-hour movie because... When there's there's a big pushback when it comes to showing really long movies, it doesn't make them that they're not good. It's just the fact that you can only show them so many times in a day, which gives you a chance to make less money. Good point. And it still made eighty million dollars. My wife uh, and her office, by the way, went to see the Barbie movie. Um, She absolutely loved it. 
That's thought cool. it was amazing, hilarious, and she wants to go see it again because things are happening so fast. She said that you can't keep up with everything so that she missed a bunch of stuff. But she said it was just a really good, funny movie. I haven't had a chance to uh, see that yet. Elizabeth saw it, too. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer, uh, both movies, by the way, getting fantastic reviews and completely different somebody, than each other. Somebody asked me last week, they said, well, which movie do you think will make more money? And I, I, and I said, oh, Barbie will make at least twice as much. No, not quite. Not quite. It would have Almost. Had to, it, to, to make twice as much, it would have had to make over $160 million, and it made 155 so close. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is the sound of freedom i'm just curious has anybody seen that yet it's made over a hundred million dollars it cost like uh, i think 11 million to make and so the, many people didn't want to make with it jim caviezel yeah yeah sound of freedom has anybody seen that yet um because it's basically been gro- growing through word mm-hmm. of mouth is right. is all um because some people view it as you know far right-wing maga and i mean jim caviezel is a conservative and um, but it's you, still you, making you can say a lot that of money because he he tweeted the other day uh, that he was very thankful to uh, Donald Trump because I, I guess uh, Don, Donald Trump hosted some kind of a viewing for it or yeah. something, and he told Donald Trump that he was the new Moses, but Jim Caviezel would still be the <laughs> you know the current Jesus because remember he played Jesus in yeah. uh, the one movie. Um, so if you've seen uh, Sound of Free, I'd love I'd love to hear is is that was that a good movie or not. 208-336-3700. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly and Cuna. Delicious food every morning. They're going to be opening up in 15 minutes. Don't forget hip drinks, coffee drinks, energy drinks, all available at the drive through so you don't even have to get out of your car. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna today. With a dominant performance, Brian Harmon. Who? Brian Harmon has finally broken through. Harmon who is 36 years old, won the British Open Sunday at Royal Liverpool in uh, Hoyle Lake, England, by six strokes in one of the most commanding and dominating performances in the history of that championship. He shot a one under par 70 on a soggy Sunday to close out his weekend and finished 13 under par for the tournament. Harmon, who was the number 26th uh, ranked player in the World Golf Rankings, had entered Sunday with only two career victories on the PGA Tour, none of which had come this season. In fact, his last victory was 2,258 days ago at the 2017 <laughs> Wells Fargo that's, Championship. That, that, that's a while. Harmon entered Sunday with a five-stroke lead, was a little shaky at the start, bogeying the first uh, two of the first five holes. The struggles would be short-lived, though. He quickly steadied, relying on sure putting uh, number six and seven to convert consecutive birdies that maintained his lead from that point on as trailing players struggled simply to keep pace. Harmon played with confidence and control, uh, rarely uh, mishitting shots despite the soggy conditions at Royal Liverpool. Most compelling action, frankly, was the battle for second place. It ended up being a four-way tie at 7-under between Rom, Day, Kim, and uh, Straka. So congratulations to Brian Harmon finally uh, breaking through, winning his First major and uh, the first time that he's had a win in over 2,000 days. Congratulations. KBOI News Time, 647. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. With rising temperatures come soaring electric bills. 
people cranking the AC. Some estimates utility bills up nearly 12% this summer over last. Power grids in hard-hit states holding up. Texas seeing record usage over the last few weeks. What's your usage? Got my uh, electric bill over the weekend uh, from last month. Now, now you remember that Idaho Power said that, uh, and the PUC gave permission for Idaho Power to increase their their rates um, over twenty percent back in uh, June. So June saw a big increase. I noticed, but I thought this month would uh, be flat. And I noticed I had the exact same usage this month as I did last month, but yet my bill went up $25. Hmm. Well, that seems like a lot. And I, don't, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't get why it increased and stayed, stayed flat and, unless part of the uh, percentage increase went up. What is what is going on with your electric bill this year? I know this is the you know with the heat that we've had that we're starting to see increases as you always do this time of year because you know we have the ability to use our air conditioning and I like my air conditioning. <laughs> I like my house. My wife would like it if it stayed like seventy seven, seventy eight degrees. Right. But I like my house around seventy seventy one. I've noticed that I have. Because of the price of my monthly bills, I've started pushing my air conditioning up a little warmer. You know, I, I can I can accept seventy two if it's gonna drop down my price, but I don't notice it dropping down my price. So I'm just curious if everybody's seeing the same thing with Idaho Power's percentage increase, uh, up over twenty percent, one of the biggest increases um that they have seen in, in quite a while. But are you noticing uh, exorbitantly high power bills recently? Just curious. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm using a, a big amount of electricity to cool down my house. But it, it's I noticed it's $100 over what it was last year. Wow. Which yeah, that's, gave uh, me great pause because we're not using any more energy this year than we did last year. So that's the increase that we've seen because... Last year it was June that was the, the hot month. Yeah. Uh, so it it should have evened out at some point. Yeah, it, that's I'm like, good grief! It's a hundred dollars more than it was last month. <laughs> yeah. It's over a hundred dollars more than we ever paid at our old house, and our old house was a thousand square feet bigger than this house. So this is a smaller house. It's all on one level, um, and it's also better insulated than our old house was because our old house was you know thirty some years old. It's good to know you're finally on the level. Yeah. So I'm just curious, um, just your personal input at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, what do you see uh, with your energy rates? Have they gone up a whole bunch in the last year, or do you even pay attention? Is it not that big a deal to you? You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Somebody's going to write it and go, well, I'm wealthy, so who cares? <laughs> Um, the other thing, just to remind you, with temperatures being 100 again today, um, we've got quite a few drownings. I mean, more than one is quite a few to me, um, because usually drownings are not something you expect. Um, we've told you, you heard there in the news, and we told you last hour about the uh, drowning, the apparent drowning that happened at Lucky Peak yesterday, late yesterday, a man 
had uh, gone in around Turner Gulch, dove into the water, never came back up to the surface. Boise Fire and Ada County Sheriff's Marine Deputy Crews tried to find the man, were, were unsuccessful. They'll continue again uh-huh. as of today. This is on top of the drowning last week that we had from uh, the man, once again, who went into the river, in the Snake River, and to cool off, but he dove into the river this both people not having life preservers on, mm-hmm. no life jacket, which is actually fairly common if you're swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, however, especially in the Snake River, you have some really strong currents. Right. Um, we don't know if the person who went in in Lucky Peak was a swimmer or not. You know, an experienced swimmer. Um, if if you're not an experienced swimmer, I don't care what water you're getting in. But, you know, the, the you, warnings. You should be wearing a, a life jacket. The warnings they issue all the time. And beach areas in the ocean do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They say, you may be the strongest swimmer who ever lived, but that undertow will take yep. you anyway. Yeah, and that's what happened in the Snake River with a man who drowned last week. And his wife also jumped in to try and save him and also got taken away yeah. by the current. She was lucky enough to be able to get out and lived unfortunately uh he passed away we also had the news over the weekend that for the second time is this the second time this year that body was found that the not just the body was found that police were doing training exercises for river rescues Mm -hmm. and they were doing snorkel exercises and for the second time while doing that training they found a body yeah they found one last month and then they found another one this month and both times, I guess, uh, they'd been in the in the water a while. It wasn't you know, like somebody who had just drowned that morning or something. No, this one, this one, they, I mean, they're they're not even able to identify the sex of the victim because the body had been there so long. It just makes you wonder. You've got two times that they've been training, and two times they found a body. Um, are there that many bodies in the Boise River that we don't know about? Because it just seems weird that hey, they go training and then they find let's, another uh, body. Let, let's hope that was the last one. But, let, let's hope, but you never know. Just want to just want to reiterate that if you are going to be out there, and we have heard about the record amount of uh, people who are floating the Boise River this year, more than ever before, an average of ten thousand per week um, are floating the Boise River. Just be very careful out there; um, it can be dangerous. Great way to cool off, but um, as as we're seeing, could be very dangerous. The good news on the Boise River, though, I saw in the, in the uh, news last week. They have had the least amount of having to send out rescue teams yeah. on the Boise River this year so far than ever people, before. People are actually boating responsibly. Boating responsibly. So good job for those of you people, even though there's more people that are out there rafting uh, down the Boise River. Apparently, you're you're doing a uh, very good job of, of rafting and not having to have people come out <laughs> and uh, save you. You're floating without incident. Yes. KBY News Time is uh, 714. Let's get another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly in CUNA. They're open now. For breakfast, you want a delicious chicken fried steak, maybe the best you've ever had in your life. Don't believe us? Uh, try it out for yourself. Chicken fried steak and their uh, gravy, just absolutely fantastic. Pork belly is open you, seven days a week. You should believe us because one thing we don't lie about is breakfast. It, it, food in particular we right. don't lie about. Yeah, so get into pork belly today. NFL training camps are underway, and the Cleveland Browns have already had a scare. The Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper had to leave practice Sunday with an injury. According to the Browns, the injury is just a tweak 
and they didn't even announce what the injury is or where, except to say that it has nothing to do with the core muscle surgery Cooper had on his midsection during the offseason. The New York Jets are off to their usual stellar start. The Jets are the subject of this season's HBO Hard Knocks program. <laughs> I'm laughing because the Jets said they absolutely do not want to be a part of Hard Knocks. And yet, <laughs> apparently they were contractually well, obligated. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't opt out. And with cameras rolling over the weekend, not one, not two, but three fist fights broke out among Jets players. <laughs> That's going to make for some good watching. That's going to make for some uh, some ratings. The uh, team hasn't even started practicing with shoulder pads yet. Magic Johnson is a new team owner in the NFL. He's one of 21 people who now own a share of the Washington Commanders. And he hinted on Saturday that within the next couple of years, the team might be changing its name again. In the past five years, they've, of course, been the Washington Redskins, then the Washington football team, and now the Washington Commanders. Meanwhile, fellow basketball Hall of Famer Michael Jordan will no longer be a majority team owner in the NBA, Jordan paid uh, with some other people $275 million for the then Charlotte Bobcats 13 years ago, and they've since changed their name to the Charlotte Hornets. And the sale of the team to a, a former owner of the Atlanta Hawks has been approved by the league for $3 billion on a $275 million wow. investment. That's okay. Jordan will retain a minority ownership in the team. By by the way, that three billion dollars that makes me wonder what the whole team was worth because he's just sharing or just selling his yeah minor or majority stake majority right stay, right yeah so the team wow <laughs> rich just keep on getting rich hey, uh, minority ownership means you still get a skybox but you don't make the decisions <laughs> anymore KVOI news time seven sixteen. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 720, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again this morning to talk about your money. Uh, If you're keeping track with this, if the Dow, and it looks like as of right now, with Dow futures up 40 points ahead of the opening here in 10 minutes, if the Dow ends up the day up again today, it'll be 11 days in a row. Is that right? Yep. All right, 11 11 days in a row. However, however, uh, it could be short-lived as the uh, Fed will announce whether or not they're going to raise interest rates this week. What are we looking at? Yeah, this is a very busy week on Wall Street. So Wednesday we have, I mean, this week actually we have three central banks, not just the Federal Reserve, you have the ECB, you have the Bank of Japan. Now, of course, the focus is going to be on what's happening with our central bank, the Federal Reserve. It's basically, in my opinion, a lock that they are going to announce another quarter of 1% rate hike, 0.25%. But again, this is... uh, it's like Groundhog Day where this is getting redundant here where we're going to focus on what their tone is and what their comments are going to be around what they do moving forward. Because if you look at the inflation data that's coming in, they're only we're only 1% off their 2% target. So very close there. However, the labor market's still strong. So it's going to be really interesting to see their interpretation of this larger economic data set that we've seen. And once we're again, also going to, oh, just, just to say, once again, we don't necessarily have to just see what they do if they raise the rates. It's paying attention to what the Fed chairman says afterwards and, and also how he looks at us. If he, if he frowns the whole time, that's not good, right? <laughs> did one eyebrow lift up or did two? Oh, no, there's a market. Yeah, but I mean, it's really come to that point of, you know, how, 
how are they and, and that's one thing too where you could argue that their approach at least as far as their comments have been changing so much over the past few meetings where the the market's had a really hard time kind of gauging where they're going to go and how they're really interpreting the data so yeah it's it's just like you said it's all going to come down to what is the press conference after the announcement how is that going to affect things moving forward and i, I think they're probably going to take a more subsided tone meaning uh, let's Let's maybe take a pause. Let's sit back. We're seeing these trends, hopefully, at least. But again, you're still seeing a strong labor market. Now, I'm curious to see how they're going to approach that, where you're seeing headline inflation go down, but you're also seeing a resilient labor market. But then again, there's some lagging there's some lagging indicators coming in that may not paint a rosy picture. And we're already starting to see that slight trend in the, in the labor market starting to turn the other way. So how they approach that is going to be very interesting, in my opinion. You also have 150 companies within the S&P 500 reporting quarterly earnings this week. I am very interested to see Microsoft, Google, and parent company of Facebook, Meta. We've seen this artificial mania craze hit in the first half of this year. Have we seen any of that investment start to carry over into earnings? I think it's way too close to call. But again, it's going to be really interesting to look at their forward-looking guidance, much like we're looking at the Fed of what they see on the horizon, not what's happening behind us. All right. And uh, basically, this is one of the bigger weeks of the year for earnings, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. Cause if you look at, so we have 40% of the Dow Jones set to report this week, 30% of the S and P 500 this week are going to give their financial updates. So again, we're, there's going to be some big technology companies that are kicking it off on Wednesday. I'm also playing close attention to your telecommunications. You have Verizon and AT&T. AT&T has been dealing with some tough headwinds, some news about, uh, some lead, some lead lines that, uh, <laughs> that maybe was a little bit overstated. We saw a big sell off on that stock. It rebounded a bit, but AT&T and Verizon, they've really been the laggards as far as, um, I guess you could say dividend paying stocks or value stocks. These have really been laggard, laggards in the Dow Jones industrial average, especially the last few years. So going to be really interesting to see how Verizon, AT&T, how they're looking at revenue, how their earnings are going to be reported. You also have some some big industrial companies. You have oil companies. You have some big pharmaceutical companies. So we're getting a really a big right. sample set here of how companies are holding up and how, and how they're going to be driving revenue. Because again, first quarter we've saw most for the most part companies beat earnings expectations. But a big reason for that was earnings expectations by analysts were revised down. So expectations were not high. Bar was low. They, they, they were beating it for the most part. So now can that momentum carry through this week's going to really give some, some insight for, for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the index and kind of the broader base market itself. All right. We'll keep an eye on it as of right now, looking like we're going to be starting the day on the Dow, uh, up and we'll see if we can do 11 straight days in a row. We'll get some updates through you throughout the day and then talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jess. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Already getting warm out there uh, this morning. 81 degrees at 733. 81 degrees. Going to see uh, 100 degrees for our high today. That's uh, the bad news. The good news is, looks like this is uh, going to be the last day of 100 degree heat until the upcoming weekend. So that's good news. Uh, <laughs> 
Low 90s tomorrow. Yay. I'll take that. A couple of days reprieve. (laughs) Yes. Take advantage of that. Uh, Once again, I want to remind you coming up, we have a couple sweet deals this week. Now, you can always go to KBY.com and take advantage of the sweet deals during the week. There are things you don't have to wait until Friday for. But coming up this Friday, another chance for you to pick up uh, a couple of different sweet deals. If your dog's driving you crazy, Positive Pets Dog Training can help. Any age, any breed. They offer both group classes and private lessons and advanced and specialty training, too. Positive Pets Dog Training has uh, been helping Treasure Valley dog owners for over 20 years, and that includes the Boise State T-Dog and Boise Hawks Bat Dog. And this Friday morning, you'll be able to take advantage of some of that exact same training. $250 value gift certificate for only $125. Now, there's only 20 available, so if you're going to want those, first come, first serve, take advantage of it. You've got a dog that's giving you problems, or maybe you've got a new pet that you need some help with, make sure you go to kby.com, click on that sweet deal link. And if you're uh, interested in uh, some food, some great food, by the way, a little surf and turf, Land Ocean on Eagle Road in Meridian. Uh, it's located by Trader Joe's. There's offers a full-service restaurant and bar and voted Fanciest Eggs Benedict in the Treasure Valley. Great happy Ooh. hour deals Monday through Friday, and uh, 3 to 6 p.m. So it's a happy three hours you can take advantage of. But once again, we've got a $50 gift certificate that will be up for grabs for you coming up this Friday morning. You'll just go to kboi.com, click on the Sweet Deals link once again at 9 o'clock, and take advantage of either one of those deals. And as a reminder, once again, uh, Sweet Deals available all week long. If you want to check out the Sweet Deals, just go right now to kboi.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link and take advantage. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. That's the uh, musical group Train calling all angels one of their uh, hit songs. Train is going to be here coming up on Thursday night. Why do I bring that up? Because you'll have a chance to go absolutely free. And uh, looking like the weather is going to cooperate really nice with you. Temperatures on Thursday afternoon supposed to only be in the uh, 90s. We've got free tickets coming up this morning. Your first chance to win. Get ready to text us. Now, don't text now. 9 o'clock hour, I will tell you when you begin texting, and then we will draw out one lucky person from everybody who texts in the word train, it's the name of the group, to go see train at the Ford Idaho Center coming up Thursday night. Outdoor concert for you at the Outdoor Amphitheater. So You ever seen them before? I have seen them numerous times. <laughs> uh, I've also got, um, they gave me an autographed bottle of uh, wine. Train has their own... Um, not just their own winery. They make their own wines. Oh, right? They grow their own wine. Um, yeah, so I have a, an autographed bottle of their, their wine. I've actually met them a couple of times. So um, They've been to the Treasure Valley a few times. Great concert, by the way, and they will be here. They have a numerous hit songs. Oh, yeah. Like, um, what is it? Uh, Drops hey, of Jupiter was probably Drops their biggest. Drops of Jupiter, Hey Soul Sister, yep, yep. Uh, Drive By. Yep. So a whole bunch of uh, great songs that you'll be able to hear. And once again, you have a chance to win your free tickets. Make sure you're listening in the 9 o'clock hour. That's when we'll be giving it away. And you'll have a chance to text us 
and win coming up in the 9 o'clock hour this morning. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, once again, want to remind you also, uh, Boise State football season. Uh, what are we, just a little over a month away uh, from getting underway with uh, Boise State's football season. I Have you looked at the schedule, the first five games of the year as of yet? Uh, I Yeah, I think so. What, what about it? <laughs> This year, I mean, we know that they, their offense should be pretty good mm-hmm. this year. I mean, they have the returning quarterback who did great last year, um, two of the best running backs in the Mountain West, uh, offensive line. They've got all-conference offensive linemen and wide receivers um, that have some experience. Defense could be a little bit of a question because you have some transfers that are going to be filling in for some of the spots that um, we lost last year. You know, with three players going to the uh, NFL, um, actually, I think there's four that have signed contracts with the NFL, at least for training camp. But looking at those first five games of the year, I can usually look in and go, okay, they have a really good chance of being 4-0 or 3-1. Mm-hmm. and one. Right. Um, I don't know this year. Washington is supposed to be really good. That's the first game at Seattle of the season. That could be a tough one. Uh, early morning, or the uh, early line on that has... Washington, whose ratings are not out, but rankings should have them in the top 25, maybe even in the top 10, because their offense is back. They have two wide receivers that had over 1,000 yards each. That's unusual. Last year, that's unusual for a college team. Their quarterback, who is a Heisman Trophy candidate, will be back. Most of their offensive line is back. Okay, so they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Then you have University of Central Florida, which is now a Power 5 team because they've joined a new conference this year. Mm-hmm. When they signed the contract to play them, they weren't Power 5. They were non-Power 5, just like Boise State. We'll be playing no, at, f- no fair. at Memphis. <laughs> at Memphis. It, Memphis is a good team year in and mm-hmm. year out. Um, North Dakota, you'd like to say, well, that should be an easy win, except North Dakota is really good every no. single year. None of the teams from the Dakotas, no matter what, uh, division you are in are going to be easy to beat ever. So once again, Boise State. Looking ahead, the first five games, I, I can see Boise State being three and one, or possibly one and four. <laughs> I I hope that's not the case, but yeah. it's going to I think depend on how good and how quickly the defense the defense uh, comes around. Now, if they if they can somehow come out, pull out a miracle at Washington, and start the season with a win in a game that they don't expect to win that would be nice that would be nice and and then watch out but um as of right now early season um washington is a 10 point favorite now i'm sure that's could be going down but that's Boise a, state hardly ever goes into a game no, as a 10 point underdog no uh but you have a really good team and then you're playing away so i i i get that i only bring that up because uh boise state has uh their we win you win football promotion it's going on today's the final day if you want to get those tickets and the way it works is you buy you pay 125 dollars you get the first tickets for the first game against ucf and then you get tickets for the second game against north dakota then if they beat north dakota you get a third pair of tickets for the game against san jose state and then as long as they keep winning for the rest of the season every time they win as long as you're at that game you get another pair of digital tickets for the next home game 
As long as they win, you keep going to the game. So if they can go, you know, undefeated at home, you'll get six games for only $125. But once again, today is the final day to take advantage of that. You can purchase online, over the phone uh, with Boise State Athletic Office, or you can do it in person and uh, get your tickets today. But like I said, close of business today is the final day to take advantage of that. Other sports for you this morning. This update, by the way, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda. They're open. They've been open for 45 minutes. Uh, Open every day of the week, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Check out their menu before you go if you want and start uh, planning out what you're going to eat. You can check it out at theporkbellyidaho.com. United States and Vietnam began their World Cup campaign with Group E last Friday night. That would be the first uh, of three goals uh, that the U.S. scored. Uh, first of two goals scored by Sophie Smith on the night. It's trying to break through somewhere. Here it is. On the chance of Smith. Go! U.S. leads! And now she's in behind, pulls herself away, and then keeps that one on the carpet to slide it past Kim Ton. This is exactly what the United States wanted, to relieve some of that pressure and get on the board early. And once again, that would be the first of three goals scored by the United States. First of two goals scored by Sophie Smith. Vietnam continued to keep it close in the United States in the first half. However, another late goal from Sophie Smith gave the United States a 2-0 lead going into the half. Heading into the second half, the United States is able to uh, get more changes and got their third goal from Lindsey Horan uh, and went on to win 3-0. to zero. United States 3-0 victory, by the way, over Vietnam mm-hmm. in the Women's World Cup. Drew 6.2 million viewers, making it the most-watched soccer telecast in the United States since last year's uh, Men's World Cup final. It's also the largest combined English and Spanish language audience for a U.S. women's group stage match ever in history wow. so a lot of people stayed up late to watch it saturday afternoon's match in auckland new zealand which kicked off at 7 p.m friday night here in the united states averaged 5.2 million viewers on fox making it the second most most watched group stage telecast since fox started covering it in 2015 if you're interested in watching the next match next match uh u.s matches wednesday night against the netherlands so apparently a lot of people have a lot of interest in uh, U.S. women's uh, soccer. I'm guessing a lot of people here in the Treasure Valley, too, because as we mentioned, for the first time in history, there is uh, a woman right here from Idaho. She played at Centennial High School, Sofia Huerta, who is also on the team. Once again, Wednesday night, they'll take on the Netherlands. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. National Tequila Day today. Drink it if you got it, I guess. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through to us today, you can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Curtis writes in, uh, I hope our own soccer player was not one of those who dissed the national anthem. Curtis, I think you're 
talking about dissing the national a- anthem in the past, not this past weekend, because nobody, everybody stood for the national anthem in uh, uh, somebody in the online. world Cup was complaining that none of them were singing. There's what? and that's <laughs> it's not even it's not even a usual thing for people to necessarily <laughs> sing along with the national anthem. So I don't know what they were complaining about. Uh, they were standing at attention. Everybody was standing. Some had their hands over their hearts, but you you're you're upset because they weren't singing. I don't think I've ever sang for the national anthem. It's not a diss. I mean, it it could be just being polite to the people near you. That, yeah, that's a little weird that you're dissing them for not singing. I guess, um, Curtis, I think you're 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 talking about previously, and I will say that Sofia Huerta, who played at Centennial High School, um, has only been on the uh, team World Cup team for a few months, so she was not a part of that uh, big fiasco that happened. Um, Rapino was one of the leaders of that thing that. Took a knee every time the national anthem played in the, in the past, but that was not this year. And like I said, as far as the first round, the very they've only played one game this year, um, and everybody stood when the national anthem, the U.S. national anthem, was played. Everybody on the team, anyway. So, and some of them did at least were seen mouthing the words. I guess the only way you would really know if they were singing is if you were there right next to them, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't really tell if you're mouthing the words or if you're actually singing the words. Have you ever have you ever sung when standing for the national anthem? Oh no, I I uh, am at least that considerate to the people near me. Um, They would they would not enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Sophia Huerta, who played at Centennial High School, not one of those that you I were talking a, about. Curtis. I have a range, um, in the kitchen that I cook on, but that's it. <laughs> uh, how's your range in the kitchen? Oh, it's it, it gets it gets real hot when yeah. necessary. Yeah. Um, another email uh, in this morning, Mike at kboi dot com. Have you literally like the national news? have nothing more to discuss any more than weather, or have we as a nation lost all ability to have a discussion? We have, yeah. Is it a lack of topic or lack of talent? We had a discussion about that. I, uh, it's, it's lack of talent, by the way. You're, you're the smartest person who's ever yeah. written into us to, to complain about something. I, I, I like the fact that uh, apparently you we've been on the air since 6 o'clock this morning and have had half a dozen of topics, but apparently you've only listened for five minutes and think you've listened to the whole show because mm-hmm. we've talked about drownings that have happened here in the Treasure Valley, one that happened over the weekend, Mega Millions drawing, sports, stock market, Fed meeting this week. So um, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Apparently, neither do you. But, hey, thanks for the constructive criticism. Um, next time, you just just write to our complaint department. Uh, her name is uh, Helen Waite, so you can always go to Helen Waite. Mm-hmm. KBY News Time, 757. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 750. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Unmistakable uh, sounds of train. Once again, going to be here on Thursday night. Concert, outdoor amphitheater at the Ford Idaho Center, and you can be there absolutely free coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Be listening. Don't text now. We will tell you when to text. We will not count any text that come in before we tell you when to text. We will count no text before it's time. But sometime in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll give you a chance to text in the word TRAIN to 208-336-3700. Be listening in for your chance to do that, as I mentioned, and you will get a free pair of train tickets. Everybody who texts in this morning (laughs) will be in on a uh, grand prize drawing to get free train tickets. If you had free train tickets, where would you go? (laughs) Ford Idaho Center. I'd go to the show. (laughs) That's the only place you get to go. Uh, Should cooperate weather-wise. Once again, should be a little cooler than what we're going to see coming up here today. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and take part in the show, always encouraged. Also, 1-800-529-5264. You can uh, email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about the possibility of a third-party ticket this year and what polls are sh- saying. Mitt Romney says that uh, Manchin running for president, would elect Donald Trump. Is America ready again for a third-party president? I mean, we remember the last time that we had a major third-party presidential candidate. Yeah. Who was that? If, well, <laughs> let me, let me there, tell you. If you, if you take Ross, a million dollars... Ross Perot? Yeah. If you take a million dollars... That was go back in 1992. Get, it's really the last major presidential candidate that ran as an independent. Um, But they're talking about possibility getting another candidate, and one that's being mentioned most prominently would be Senator Manchin. Who's somewhere in between a Democrat and a Republican. ...about both President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. New polling shows most Americans are not open to voting for a third-party ticket in 2024. In the latest Monmouth University survey, just 30% of registered voters say they would definitely or probably consider voting third-party if Biden and Trump are the leading names on the 2024 ballot. As for how a nameless third-party ticket could impact a 2024 rematch between the current and former president, the poll shows it may actually help Biden. Without a third-party option, the survey shows Biden beating Trump by seven points, 47% to 40%. With a third-party ticket on the ballot, ballot, Biden's victory over Trump grows to nine points. (laughs) I love that. I would definitely or probably consider it. Well, then it's a promise. (laughs) Now, it's interesting that the new Monmouth University poll suggesting um, that President Joe Biden would easily beat Donald Trump if a third-party candidate such as Joe Manchin. Specifically, they ask about Joe Manchin. What's that? Took away Republican votes. Yeah, which is weird because Mitt Romney speculated that if Joe Manchin were to run for president as a third-party ticket, he said you would basically get President Trump well, Manch- elected. Manchin's a Democrat. Right. Who votes like a Republican. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's interesting you have Mitt Romney saying it now. Mitt Romney didn't do, do a poll, and, and like I said, this is just one poll, the Monmouth University poll. Um, but it's interesting to see that the, 
it's not so much that who would get elected on this or who would be helped out more. It's the fact that you have so many people, and we've talked about the polling here in the past few months, who don't want to see Joe Biden running for president, and you don't have people wanting to see Donald Trump running for president. I mean, you have large numbers of people, which kind of opens the door for a third party, but then you have a third party that starts to get talked about, the no-label party, and all of a sudden you say, well, this party isn't going to have much luck either. Now, is it because that Joe Manchin is most prominently mentioned as the person to be the pick for that third party? And maybe people don't like Joe Manchin? Or is it that maybe people weren't necessarily telling the truth when oh, they said, oh, well, I, I, would, I really, I would vote for anybody other than Trump or I would vote for anybody other than Joe Biden. All I know for sure is I've never heard anyone say, oh, I love Joe Manchin. Is there another not, third, not even Mrs. Manchin. third party candidate out there that would cause you, and this is, this is if you're a Donald Trump supporter, who, by the way, is by far leading still 33% over Governor Ron DeSantis, which is a wide lead. It's it's gone down a little bit. And uh, you have Joe Biden. Is there a third-party candidate? Maybe it's not Joe Manchin that would say, you know what, I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter or I'm a Biden supporter, but I would definitely look into possibly voting for this person if they ran as a third-party candidate. I'm just curious. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Now, I have candidates that I like you know, better than others. One candidate that used to be a Democrat who is is now an independent, she's not going to be running. Um, but I, I, I like Tulsi Gabbard when, you know, you had the group of Democratic candidates. Out of all the Democratic candidates, I liked what she had to say. I, I like her background. Um but I don't I, I don't know if I if there's anybody out there right now that I could come up and say, no, if this person ran for president, somebody, yes, I would definitely support somebody that. the other day said uh, among the state governors and senators and congressmen, what we need to find are two people, one Democrat, one Republican who are in their 50s, but don't act like they're 13 <laughs> and then run them for president. Well, and we, we have somebody now this isn't somebody who's in Congress right now, biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ranswamy is trying to take a bite out of Donald Trump's base in his pursuit of the 2024 presidential nomination. And he's actually been gaining ground. So he's still not in second place. He's still behind Ron DeSantis. Um, but Ramswamy is now up to 10%. He's just 4% behind Governor Ron DeSantis in the polling. They're so that close, really. They're, they're that close as of right now. Now, granted, neither one. I mean, when you're 33 points behind the leader, you're still a long you know, ways it, behind or 37 points. To me, points I, mean, in. I, I could be wrong about this, but it feels like when you're 33 p- points behind, you should at least be trying to jockey for becoming you know, the vice presidential nominee. And, and, that, and he doesn't want to do that at all, I guess. That may be. Who's that? DeSantis. Yeah, DeSantis. Well, DeSantis and and Trump have both said that they're never going to run on the same ticket. Ego is much, well, much like I, too like strong I said, on either one. Like of those I said, two. when you're 33 points behind, I don't know why yeah. your, your your ego takes over. Now, uh, Vivek Ranswamy, however, um, 
President Trump has mentioned him as one of the people who are running against him for president that, that he, he, consider, he has yeah. mentioned that he would consider um, running. And I, in the Times, I haven't seen him very often, but he's actually not too bad. Like I said, I, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Um, he's 37 years old. He has um, pledged that if elected, he would par- uh, pardon former President Trump if Trump were found guilty of any federal crimes. Like I said, he has jumped to third place ahead of people like Mike Pence. He was uh, originally, I mean, way behind everybody because he wasn't a well-known name, because he hadn't run for public office before. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Get to your uh, phone calls and emails if you want to weigh in. Uh, coming up here uh, after news at the bottom of the hour, if you want to uh, text us, you can do that. Or email chris at kbui.com or mike at kbui.com. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza that could be yours with a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question next. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question once again this morning, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 47th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the entire world for 2023. That includes three continents. 12 countries and 15, over 1,500 brokerages. Call for all your real estate needs today, 208-888-4128. Melissa is going to get first crack at our $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza. By the way, it's any Blaze Pizza location in the Treasure Valley if you win, Melissa. Melissa, which U.S. city has the highest concentration of millionaires? I'm going to say New York City. New York City. Good guess, but incorrect. They do have quite a few, though. Yeah. Um, Keep keep trying. Once again, highest concentration of millionaires, not highest total, highest concentration of millionaires. Um, Let's go to Lisa. Lisa, which U.S. city has the highest concentration of millionaires? Well... I'm going to go with San Francisco. San Francisco, another good guess, uh, another wrong guess. However, keep trying. 208-336-3700. Tyler, which U.S. city has the highest concentration of millionaires? I'm going to guess, since my other two guesses were already proved wrong, let's go for (laughs) L.A. L.A., um, that would be uh, another... Good guess. A lot, but, of, lot of rich people in LA, yeah, but in, not the answer. Incorrect. Um, I will say, for those of you who are listening right now, he guessed LA. Um, the the initials were right. Wrong city, though. 208 336 That is a good hint. Yeah. Um, let's go to uh, Scott. Which U.S. city has the highest concentration of millionaires? Hello? Well, you just... You just messed me up with L.A., so I was going to say Palm Springs. Uh, Palm Springs is not it. P.S., that's not it. Yeah. Good good guess, but keep trying. Gordon, which city is the highest concentration of millionaires? Well, I heard that Boise, Idaho was. Yeah, that's not it either. As a matter of fact, I gave that as a hint that it's not Boise, yeah. Idaho. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, Melissa. Is this the same Melissa that called earlier? Melissa, are you there? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought I had the answer, but then, yeah, you messed me up with the initials. So, um, 
So now I'm just going to take a crack at Los Amitos, if that's, I don't even. Los Amitos? Los Amitos? Where's that at? Um, I'm not even sure. I, I'm going to guess California somewhere. California. But, that, that, no. That's not it. Uh, you're on the right track, though. Um, that, that actually no, is in California. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one more, and then we have an impossible question. Carly, which U.S. city has the highest concentration of millionaires? I think it's San Jose. San Jose, another good guess, but that is not it. Look at that. We stumped every. We have an impossible mm-hmm. question. Not just damn near impossible. Today is impossible. A lot, a lot of a lot of the answers were in the state of California. It's not in the state of California. No, and that's why I was specifically because if she would have said the right uh, state, um, Melissa said Los Alamitos. Um, that's not it. Los Alamos, New Mexico, with twelve point four percent of the households having at least $1 million in assets, all because... Uh, apparently, uh, being a nuclear engineer uh, pays well. Mm-hmm. Chemist, engineers, and uh, physicists working at Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico uh, end up making that the highest that concentration is, of millionaires in the of United States. means we still have a prize up for grabs. There you go. We have two prizes up for grabs today. So since we did not get that one as a winner, we have another chance for you to get that $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza coming up. Don't go away. Don't call now. And don't forget, we have train coming up now train tickets for thursday night's concert you will be texting to win listen in the nine o'clock hour we'll tell you when to text sometime in the nine o'clock hour for your chance to win those train tickets to the idaho uh outdoor amphitheater at the ford center that's coming up thursday night all those chances to win still on the way and we're taking your phone calls and emails talking about third-party candidates this year no labels candidate is what uh, some are calling uh call for another party to be mm-hmm. be a non-party really if you have no labels um mansion joe mansion has been the most prominently talked about so far is there somebody you would support maybe it's not joe mansion according to the uh, latest polling joe mansion not drawing a lot of support for a third party candidate is there one maybe, that you would support maybe it's robert f kennedy jr 208-336-3700. Is there a need for a third party? And is there somebody you would support? This is for those of you who maybe right now would vote for Joe Biden, if you're a Democrat, or if you would vote for Donald Trump and you want to see somebody else run. Is there somebody you would support? Who would that be? Go ahead and let us know. We'll take your phone calls and emails coming up. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Despite having some concerns about both President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, new polling shows most Americans are not open to voting for a third-party ticket in 2024. In the latest Monmouth University survey, just 30% of registered voters say they would definitely or probably consider voting third party if Biden and Trump are the leading names on the 2024 ballot. As for how a nameless third party ticket could impact a 2024 rematch between the current and former president, the poll shows it may actually help Biden. Without a third party option, the survey shows Biden beating Trump by seven points, 47 percent to 40 percent. With a third-party ticket on the ballot, ballot, Biden's victory over Trump grows to nine points. 
So according to that poll, even though some people are claiming that they really don't want Biden and they really don't want Trump running for president in the election. They're not willing to step outside the two-party system. Yeah. Is there somebody that you would like to see that you would support? Because it doesn't sound like it would be Joe Manchin, according to that Monmouth poll. Is it just because it's Joe Manchin or is it just because nobody would support a third party when it comes to a presidential campaign race. Could be a little of both, really. Joe Manchin, you know, isn't your most dynamic candidate. Who is? Probably Trump again is your most dynamic. <laughs> is there is there anybody that you would think of as supporting as, I mean, as a third party candidate? As a third party. Well, I, mean, I just mentioned RFK Jr. because. I he's going for the Democratic uh, nomination. And the funny thing about that is most Democrats don't like him, but Republicans want him to be the Democratic nominee. So that's yeah, that's a possibility, I guess. And even with uh, Democrats polling, even though he's far behind Biden, he's mm-hmm. still, you know, polling pretty good when you consider that he's running against an incumbent. You you just don't see that very often, which once yeah, again though, shows how much even people who support Biden you, don't want him running for president. You remember when I, I think it was the QAnon people who thought that JFK Jr. was still alive and was going to be running for president or vice president with uh, Trump. And uh, I think he, even now they're saying, oh, did we say JFK Jr.? We meant RFK <laughs> Jr. all this time. Kenny from uh, Meridian, thanks for uh, being patient. Uh, you're on Newstock KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. I am blessed. It's nice and cool at my cabin, about 75 degrees. Um, so if my history serves me correctly, back in when they start running the presidency, when they, when the front runner won, they would select the other person as their vice president that they were running against, if, my, if it serves me correctly. Am I explaining that right? I think that that only happened. I think maybe once with like John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Uh, it, it's right. it's not it's not something they've done really since then. Uh, occasionally, oh, okay. yeah, occasionally there have been uh, guys who picked uh, somebody from the opposite party as their vice presidential nominee, but that hasn't happened. I don't think since Lincoln. Well, wouldn't that just throw up a whole can of worms if they oh, yeah. uh, elected somebody that they beat <laughs> as their vice president, regardless of Democratic or not? Wouldn't that be a hell of a story? Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Have a blessed day. You, Kenny, Kenny, before you go, I just want to ask you, is there anybody that you would support personally that you like that currently maybe not m- might be running for president or um, isn't even running for president? Is there somebody that you would support as a third party, or do you think third party candidate has no chance no matter what? Uh, Wamasami, he's I've listened to him and how he explained a lot of things. It looks like he's read up on a lot of the Constitution and what he could do, what he can't do. I might vote for him if he was running for that third party. I've, I I kind of agree with you. I kind of I kind of like Vivek, yeah. in, in the little that I have heard, 
him talk um, in interviews that I've heard in a couple of speeches. Um, I kind of agree with you. I, out of all the candidates that are running now, I don't think he would because, you know, being a Republican, you'd have to step out and say, all right, all of a sudden now I'm, I'm just going to be nobody. I'm not going to have a label. Um, I don't know if he would or not, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you personally. That's my opinion too. Out of anybody that currently is running, maybe that would. Right. Thanks for the call, Kenny. Right. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, and as, as far as the first question that he asked, uh, as far as the uh, the runner-up being vice president, yes, that happened in uh, with John Adams was the runner-up to George Washington, and it also happened with uh, John or excuse me Thomas Jefferson as the runner-up to John Adams, and but it hasn't happened since then. They've done it differently <laughs> since then. Can Can you even imagine if Donald Trump was vice president to Joe Biden, Abraham Lincoln? chose Andrew Johnson as his running mate in 1864. Uh, It was was a bid to foster national unity because we were in the middle of the uh, Civil War, which was just coming coming to an end at the time. But nobody else has done it since then. Um, Jan in Caldwell writes in, I would support uh, Trey Gowdy. Trey, All right, former Congressman Trey Gowdy. Yeah. So, so Jan, I, I'm just curious. Uh, you can write back. She texted us, which you can do at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Don't just say who you support. Why do you, Why do you support them? Why would you support them as a third candidate? Trey Gowdy. There, there's one. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in um, with your thoughts, who would you support, or would you even support a third candidate? A no-labels candidate. It's being talked about quite a bit. Joe Manchin, uh, most prominently mentioned, although uh, polling in uh, one of the first polls about whether or not uh, he would do well against Donald Trump and Joe Biden, not showing up very well. But it's still be ta- being talked about. And it, it, it would not be talked about if it wasn't for such dissatisfaction with the two leading candidates that we have had this year. I don't think we've ever seen this before where you have an incumbent where a majority of uh, the people in his party don't want him running again. That doesn't even count the party that he's not in. Nobody wants him. Hardly anybody in the Republican Party wants him. But even his own party doesn't think that at his age he should be running as president again. And then, of course, you have, you know, the wide support and non-support. You have the uh, forever Trumpers and the never Trumpers, you know, there, there's just not a lot of middle way there. You either really love him and want him to run, or you, even though you're a Republican, um, will refuse to vote for him again. I don't think we've ever seen a presidential race like this where you have so many people that don't want the leading candidates running for president, right? Uh, it, 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 it feels like it's going to be another one of those where uh, you go in and vote for who, whoever you consider to be the lesser of two evils. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. There is, is there anybody that you uh, think would run as a third-party candidate that would have your support? Go ahead and uh, weigh in now. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 851 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Janet Caldwell wrote back because I had asked, you know, she said she would support Trey Gowdy. 
And uh, I had uh, asked, what do you like? said, he's very intelligent, stands his ground, very sensible, and a conservative. See, See, if, seems if, crazy to me. If he gets a new barber, he'll have the whole package. <laughs> really. uh, pro-life uh, calling us this morning. Um, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Matt Walsh, you know, he's on your uh, station Af- from 2 afternoon. to 3. Yep. I'd vote for him for for president. Would you? If he ran as, sure. he, if he ran as uh, a third party, you'd vote for him. Yeah. Especially in Idaho, because whoever gets the, uh, you know, the Republican uh, votes out of Idaho is going to get all the electoral votes. So yeah, he's, and he's, re- he's fairly young. He, he's, what, 37, right? Yeah, maybe he is. I don't know how yeah. old he is. See the is, but, same uh, age as Vivek? Because Vivek's there. Right. Ramswamy is uh, 37 also. Yeah, but uh, he doesn't compromise on what he believes. He just tells you what he really believes. And there's nobody who does that, even Vivek Ramaswamy. They, none of them do that. And so that's why I like Matt Walsh. He cancels everybody. He'll, he'd probably cancel me, but that's why I like him. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pro-Life. Uh, appreciate right. the call. Uh, Bob from Boise, you're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, a couple things. First, uh, I want to admit I think Trump was probably one of our hardest working Bob, you're cutting out. Are you driving through a tunnel? So I probably won't vote for him again, but I want to put a shout-out to someone I'd never hear you talk about, or maybe I miss it, is the governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome. She is a wonderful woman and probably one of the best governors, if not the best in the state, and I think she'd be fantastic on any ticket. So, that's all I had to say. Enjoy the day. Love your show. Thanks, so, guys. So, Bob, would you um, support Christy as a third-party candidate, a no-labels candidate? Say she decided not to run for a party uh, nomination and decided to run as a third party. Would you support her doing that? Oh, sure. As long as I knew her values and uh, some, you know, her underlying platform was more conservative and Republican, you betcha. Yep. And... Uh, I just don't think she, her name's out there as much. I think she's hiding in the weeds, but she she's going to be big someday. She already is big. South Dakota has done fantastic through the whole pandemic currently, and, uh, yeah, she's done a great job with that state. All right, Bob, thanks for the input. Appreciate it. There's another candidate. Yeah, Somebody she, she would was, support. She was one of the governors who said that mask mandates uh, were not going to happen in her state. Uh, no name on this one. Text message at 208-336-3700 says, uh, we have Biden and Trump because the uniparty establishment tried to shove Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton down our throats as candidates in 2020. Jeb Bush in 2020? I didn't recall he was even running in 2020. I wonder if they're thinking 2016. Well, yeah, 2016. Yeah. Come to think of it, Hillary Clinton didn't run in 2020 yeah. either. Yeah, it was, 20, I, think, I think 2016. Mean, I think you got mean 2016. Well, in, in 2016, well, actually in 2015, or even as early as 2014, people were talking about who would run and who would be most likely, you know, to be the uh, uh, the, the, the chosen candidates for their party. And yes, uh, Jeb Bush was very prominent. And then when they started uh, doing the debates and, and, uh, and taking surveys and stuff, he was getting like, what, 6%. And so all of a sudden that was gone. Yeah. 
Um, Wayne writes in, uh, Mike at KBY.com says, I know this is not the question you're asking, but I'd be very interested in a mansion candidacy. Actually, this is the question we're asking, Wayne. Um, Unlike most Democrats, he has shown an independent streak and a desire to do what is best for the USA. A Biden candidacy offers no solutions and only more division and poor public policy. Trump candidacy does not or does have a candidate that has a proven record, but but who needs that drama? Right. Wayne, that's exactly what we're asking. Is it you're saying that Manchin is somebody you would support as a third candidate? Dan writes in and says Mark Cuban should run. Really? The billionaire Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got enough money. Mm-hmm. He could, you know, do like Trump did and pay for most of his candidacy with his own money. I, don't, I just don't know if he uh, would want to spend all his own money <laughs> trying to run for president. He doesn't seem to me as someone who wants to seek political office. And that's you know one thing that yeah. you would you would why, need. Why take a step down in, in yeah. the? <laughs> However, I mean it fits our question today. We're not asking whether it be somebody who might run or would run as a third party candidate. We're asking your choice. If you had your brothers, would you like to see a third party candidate, and who would that be? Once again, we'll take more of your phone calls and emails, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, ben from Boise, stay right where you're at. We don't have a lot of time yet uh, here to get through uh, to allow you to talk, and I want to allow you plenty of time. So, Ben, don't go anywhere. Get to you uh, after top of the hour news. Uh, Curtis wrote in this morning, we were talking earlier about the national anthem, and um, the, the national anthem was not disrespected by the World Cup women's world cup team um this year the only, i did the only, i did a check the only complaint i saw about them this year is that uh, somebody complained that nobody was singing well but they don't usually sing and curtis says we have different opinions on dissing the anthem i've always stood and put my hand over my heart i was taught this was a sign of respect well it is you can put your hand over the heart Some, but it's also a sign of respect to just, standing to at, just attention. Stand at attention yeah yeah um, you know, it, it's not um, disrespect to not put your hand over the heart. I've had my hands behind my back before. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. That is the sound of Train, their hit song, Hey Soul Sister. That's one of the songs that you will be hearing coming up Thursday night if you go to the concert, Ford Idaho Center. And uh, all this week, we're giving you chances to go see that concert. As a matter of fact, right now, as promised, if you want to start texting the word train, that's all you have to do. One word, just train. Text the word train to 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. And uh, you've got about oh, half an hour, 40 minutes or so to get that text in. And then we will pick one of all of those entries at random 
to get the pair of tickets to see Train Thursday night, 8 o'clock, Idaho Center Outdoor Amphitheater. Should be uh, cooperating weather-wise for you. Uh, matter of fact, the temperature Thursday night is about the temperature we're at right now. <laughs> so um, much cooler the rest of the week, which will be really nice for an outdoor concert. This, but anyway. This is the time of year. Well, actually, winter is as well. But the middle of summer and the middle of winter is when you say, well, well how's the weather going to be? Well, it could be worse. Definitely. We've, we've seen some worse over the last uh, week or so. Uh, once again, uh, about uh, 40 minutes to text in at 208-336-3700. Just text the word TRAIN. You'll be entered into the grand prize drawing. We'll pick one person at random from all the text we get in. Um, back to the phones we go. Uh, once again, asking the question this morning, a lot of talk of a third-party candidate. The No Labels group. In other words, not a Republican, not a Democrat. Would you support somebody? Would you want to see a third-party candidate? Ben, thanks for being patient, holding on the line with us, uh, listening in this morning. Good morning to you. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, I, I could not support a third-party candidate, regardless who it is. People would need to really look at the big picture, not just voting for somebody because you like their personality or something. I mean, you got to look at who's going to, Who's going to sit there and battle China, Russia, and North Korea besides Trump and possibly DeSantis? I don't think any of the other ones have much experience dealing with international as far as with any strength. Well, for that matter, other than Trump didn't have any experience, uh, experience he, battling but, those no, when, he was, when he was in 2016 he got elected. But he was strong enough to deal with them. I'm not sure a lot of others are because that guy that's in the White House now sure isn't. He hasn't done squat for this country since he got elected. So you're officially a no on a no labels candidate, third party candidate running yep. in this election. All right. Thank, thank you for the call, Ben. Appreciate it. You bet. Lori writes in, what about Oprah Winfrey? Lori, what about Oprah Winfrey? That's somebody you'd like to see as a third party candidate, and if so, why? Don't don't just give us a name. Tell us why specifically Democrats, why you like them. Some there there was a Democratic group that was trying to get her to run in twenty twenty because uh, their uh, idea was that uh, well, apparently, what we need now is somebody who's a celebrity first and then becomes president. So we need somebody you know uh, who's like that to be able to beat Trump, and uh, she said no. You have to wonder again. I mean, if you're if you're a billionaire and yeah. uh, you do exactly what you want, twenty four hours a day, three hundred and sixty five days a year, why would you run for office? There, yeah, there would be no reason for her to do it unless you know she thought that maybe, hey, I can help out because the, my the, fellow the Americans. Is, the thing is, I mean, this is going to sound cynical, but a billionaire can affect uh, the lives of more people, even in government, than a president ever can. Probably, but once again. You know, the, the question we're asking today, would you support third-party president, candidate, presidential candidate, and who would that be? Oprah Winfrey, granted, she's been asked and has said no. Yeah. Would She'd be a popular candidate, wouldn't she? She's, As a third-party candidate? Let's put it this way. She's popular. I'll give her that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Whether anybody wants her to be president or not. I mean, I'm sure some people yeah. do. 
Good question to ask. Uh, Gary from Nampa writes in a text message, gets us on text at 208-336-3700, says, it always amazed me that when one party has a candidate that is so weak that it seems like they would be easy to beat, the other party always puts up the worst possible option and loses. The only time I ever saw a third-party candidate that I would have wanted to win, they were running against the only candidate I liked enough to ever send money to, Ronald Reagan. This may be the best chance for a third-party candidate. I would definitely consider third-party candidate this time around. I wonder if that was John Anderson, 1980. In 1980, John Anderson ran uh, as a third-party candidate uh, against Reagan and Carter and got a large number of votes. Mm. The, the third-party candidates never seem to get any uh, any electoral votes, but they, they do. They can change the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the scope of what's going on. I think... In 1992, without Ross Perot, Bush might beat Clinton. I that there's a lot of people that say that due to polling, they said if Ross Perot wouldn't have ran that year, that yeah. that's exactly right. That we would have had a different president. And Perot did it uh, sort of the smart way, uh, which is why he got so much attention to begin with, because he purchased television time on the major networks. Mm-hmm. And guess what? People watch those, or did at that time. Yeah. Especially, I, you you couldn't do that now. Just say, "Hey, I'm going to purchase, I'm going to purchase commercials on just the three and biggest network, and you're they, you're not going to move." They the weren't commercials. Much. He pur- he purchased half an hour and gave a speech. Yeah. I I mean, is our election system even set up to support a third party candidate being able to get any? Uh-huh. Not really. Any votes. Now, popular votes, of course, you're, you're going to get. But that's not how you win the presidency. Be, it would have to be an incredible phenomenon for a, a third-party candidate to uh, get really any support at all. You'd have to have more people hate the two candidates than what hate the two candidates we have right now. Is that what you're saying? Stop giving us hope. <laughs> uh, Joe says, uh, I'm a Democrat, so I would vote for Biden, but I would vote for Pete Buttigieg as a third party. He wouldn't run because it would hurt Biden. He's articulate, knowledgeable, and I just like him. He owns Republicans all the time. He would be the first gay president. Mm-hmm. What that we know of. Well, yeah. Do you think in our history he we've would, never had a, a gay president? I don't know. Bu- some people thought Buchanan was. Buchanan was our only confirmed bachelor president. But I mean, he, due, he never exactly told anybody he was. Due to the percentages and numbers... Um, you know, there is already a chance that we've had a gay president and just was never publicized because it would have been committing political suicide. More, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. Even even right now, that might even still be a possibility. Who knows? Yeah. Um, As usual, probably depends on who it is. No name on this one says, maybe Brad Little could run for third-party president. And then resign from the governor's office to campaign. Please, God, make it so. <laughs> so, in yeah, other words, you want Brad Little to run as a third-party presidential candidate, not because you like him, but because you don't like him. If he were going to gamble on something, my guess is it would be a little bit more of a sure thing than that. Yeah. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you want to continue to weigh in, please feel free to uh, do so. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, also, don't forget, as promised, we are giving away train tickets this hour. You have uh, now just about half an hour. If you want to get those in, everybody who uh, texts the word train to 208-336-3700, will uh, get themselves in on our grand prize drawing. We're just going to pick one person at random from all the texts that we get in to get those free tickets coming up once again Thursday night Ford Idaho Center. Just text the word TRAIN. you got half an hour. We'll announce the winner before the end of the show today. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Despite having some concerns about both President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, new polling shows most Americans are not open to voting for a third-party ticket in 2024. In the latest Monmouth University survey, just 30% of registered voters say they would definitely or probably consider voting third-party if Biden and Trump are the leading names on the 2024 ballot. As for how a nameless third-party ticket could impact a 2024 rematch between the current and former president, the poll shows it may actually help Biden. Without a third-party option, the survey shows Biden beating Trump by seven points, 47% to 40%. With a third-party ticket on the ballot, ballot, Biden's victory over Trump grows to nine points. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, asking the question this morning, is there a third-party candidate that you would support in the upcoming election? Joe Manchin uh, mentioned most prominently as a no-labels candidate. However, as you heard there, not getting a lot of wide support as far as a third-party candidate. Is there somebody that you would favor and vote for over Biden, if you are a Biden supporter, or over Trump, if you're a Trump supporter. Jim from Fruitland, listening on 670 AM this morning. Thanks for listening in. Good morning to you. Jim, can you hear us? Yo, there you are. Okay, didn't catch first bite. Yes. Um, Another option to the third-party candidate would be, on the ballot, Biden, Trump, none of the above. Won't pull any votes from either candidate, but it'll send a message. But then we would have what? No candidate uh, or no president then, or no? You'd still have have to start all none of the above. In other words, nobody's acceptable. I think in in that particular case, though, it would still go to whichever actual actual human uh, got the most votes in every state the thought, but what yeah. it does is it sends, it sends a very powerful message. Because we have... It was Brewster's Millions. I think you're, you're seeing a very strong message being sent, you know, to, to both candidates. When you see the number <laughs> of people who are saying, we don't want you to run as president. Right. I mean, that, it, it, like I said... I've never seen this in my lifetime, and maybe this happened before polling actually got underway sometime in history, but in in my lifetime, I don't ever remember two different candidates who are by far leading in their 
particular party who have so many people saying, but I don't, they're leading, but I don't really want them to be the president. Actually, the last two elections have kind of been that way. It was Biden and Trump four years ago, and four years before that, it was Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And there are a certain number of people who have always been, you know, never Trumpers. And there are plenty of people who are never Hillary Clintoners, right? If that's a word, it, a little bit. I mean, I mean, and part of the reason is I think that both of these two people, for the first time, have both been president before. Now, there are people that believe that the only reason Trump got elected is because people said there is absolutely no way I'm voting for Hillary Clinton, so I'm going to vote for Trump. And the same thing once they've had Trump said I don't like Biden, but there's no way I'm voting for Trump, and that was the way Biden got elected. Well, and, we, and we had people calling us you know, the last couple of weeks and saying, I don't like Trump, but I'm not voting for Biden, so I'll vote for Trump. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if we're seeing you know the same thing here, except for the fact that you have seen each of these, by the time the election r- r- rolls around, each of these candidates have spent four years as president, so you have something to look at and compare to as whether or not they're going to be pres- good at president compared you know, comparing your opinion or not. Billy B. has written in with a suggestion. He says a team of Rich from this show and Lisa Sanchez as his running mate. <laughs> now oh. there's a popularity contest. <laughs> uh, David calling in, listening in uh, California today. Uh, listening yeah, on well, our um, KBOI stream. Third party candidate. Who would you like to see? Well, you ever hear those uh, Jim Hightower reports? The Jim I Hightower. There are a lot of stations. I'm not sure if KBOI uh, carries him, but uh, you know he does like a one minute thing. If I was to have my choice, uh, president and vice president, it would be a Ralph Nader Jim Hightower ticket. So and populism. Think, well, it's not just populism. It has to do with honesty. Mm-hmm. Like Nader is known more for science and and law. And uh, Jim Hightower keeps track of a lot of um, a lot of structure, but he also looks at who's who's the crook that's yeah. running the structure. Well, now Hightower so, Hightower says he's a Democrat, and he, and by the way, he's also eighty. So I I think we're how old is Ralph Nader? We're, we're, well, yeah, Nader's. A, <laughs> well, they're probably comparable to Trump and, right. and Biden. Well, but, and the, but, see, we need to get away from eighty-year-olds running for president. Well, there's what they call institutional memory. And when you think that Ralph Nader, to this day, like you working in a a radio studio with microphones and surrounded by electricity and electronic fields and all sorts of different things, Ralph Nader saved your life probably 50 years ago by making sure that all of that stuff was grounded and that a lot of it was shielded. Because it used to be that you'd be surrounded by so many electronic fields, you'd be like in an x-ray chamber for four hours a day. And, and the idea that he saves your life probably a thousand times a day and you don't even realize it. Because he knows so much about science and, yeah. and, uh, and law. Ralph, and the, by the way, yeah, is... So he could appoint honest people to make sure that uh, that our government is being run honestly, as opposed to these crooks. I mean, you look at the Supreme Court nowadays, you know, it says real clearly in, in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that we're supposed to have equal protection and equal justice under the law. 
And you look at that recent Supreme Court ruling, you know, that says that, oh, uh, well, if a company finds that it's too expensive to have equal protection, they don't have to do it. You know, the companies don't even pay taxes. The people pay taxes. And they're given a, a, a benefit to the, to the people that don't pay taxes, and they're killing the people that do. So that's representation without taxation. Opposite of a what uh, uh, opposite of what America used to be, and the idea that we've been suckered so long by uh, by these people that claim we've got to run government like a business, bull. That's some utter bull. America should be run. It, it, it used to be when you took economics fifty years ago that if you wanted to get into government, you took nonprofit economics, and if you wanted to run for business or you wanted to do a business, then you could have a profit uh, structure of economics. But government is supposed to handle, like the water department is not supposed to make a profit. The sewer department is not supposed to make a profit. The library is not supposed to make a profit. They're there for the public's use. And, and to be able to do it exactly right so you don't have to spend too much. But when some polluter comes along and poisons the river and makes it so that the fresh water you're drinking out of the tap has to be super clean because of that polluter, you either got to put a stop to the polluter or you got to tax the crap out of the polluter to make sure they're paying for the extra costs for making the water clean. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. 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 And by the way, quickly here, uh, Ralph Nader, 89 years old. Ah, uh, yeah. No, Ralph Nader, no. I mean, the chances of him being alive longer than Biden. But again, I liked his I liked his reasoning for yeah. it. And uh, no, it's great reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, man, I we don't need anybody else, especially that's almost and the reason I be ninety five by the time they. When get he mentioned out Hightower, the, the reason I said I said populism is Hightower calls himself a populist. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Your thoughts? Third party candidate? Don't just say, "Hey, yeah, we need a third party candidate." Who would you like to see as that no labels candidate? Mansion? Not necessarily, according to polling, uh, a popular choice as of right now. Would it even work? Go ahead and weigh in with your thoughts. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. There is no way on God's green earth that they can get to 270 electoral votes, which means they will be a spoiler. One way or another, they'll be a spoiler. We think the American people are so fed up with the two parties and so pessimistic about the course that our country is on, that they may well be ready for a third choice, a bipartisan unity choice next year. And if that's the way the polling looks, we're going to run. That, by the way, the last person you heard from, uh, Senator Joe Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Is, is it time for a third party? Do you think the shape that the candidates are in, polling indicating that Maybe America might be ready for a third candidate. Uh, on paper, yes. In reality, no. Well, and the first one you, you heard there talking about uh, third candidate was uh, former Senator Doug Jones saying that there is absolutely no way a third party, no labels candidate, would ever get to 271 electoral votes. Yeah, and 
so far none have, so kind of hard to argue with that. No. And I, I, I think it basically he's right in that this is that's the way the system is set up, right? Yeah, two party Some, system. Something you something would have to change or the hatred for the two candidates would have to be so bad. But you would still have people that go, Wait, I hate my candidate, but I don't want a third party in there. I'm gonna vote my candidate just because there's a D or an R mm-hmm. beside their name. Which is why the you know, this this push for a third party candidate is calling themselves no labels. Not independent, just no labels. There's no R, there's no D, there's no I, no label. Idaho so, boy. In other words, I really don't stand for anything, so vote for me. By the way, I should tell you, it is 935. Just a couple of updates. Number one, uh, Dow, just like the last, what, 10 days, um, opened up 50, 75 points. And now here we are a couple of hours in, uh, up almost 200 points. So looking good for the 11th straight day mm-hmm. of the Dow seeing positive returns. Uh, the other thing, you have 10 minutes. If you want to win tickets to see Train coming up here this Thursday night, Ford Idaho Center, 10 minutes, final 10 minutes, just text the word TRAIN to 208-336-3700. That's it. It's a text contest. Text the word TRAIN. We'll pick one person from all of the entries we've got at random to get those free pair of tickets to TRAIN. Fran in uh, Boise writes in, email mike at kboi.com. I voted for Ross Perot because I thought a businessman in the White House was a good idea. I voted for Trump for the same reason. It seems in the old days, presidents were elected because of the economy. Nowadays, really, question mark, presidents are running for what social issues they favor. I want a president who can fix our economy. Good things follow when the economy is right. However, uh, a businessman isn't necessarily somebody who can fix the economy. An economist, maybe, uh, and I say maybe because a lot of them have failed to do it, but uh, what what a businessman uh, is trying to get done and what a country itself needs, and by the way, a country is not a business like that last caller told us, uh, could be, they could be completely different yeah. goals. Well, I mean, the dead giveaway that <laughs> a business, you know, the, the way that the, uh, they run the country is not a business is that, you know, if businesses ran – a $30 trillion deficit, they'd be mm-hmm. out of business. Well, yeah. Because businesses just can't keep printing money. So the fact that a business and the government run the same isn't, isn't even close. No. It, it's the, the government is a, is a not-for-profit. It's a non-profit. Uh, never tried to make a profit. But they're also not supposed to try to lose trillions of dollars either. Well, n- nobody, <laughs> right? nobody's supposed to. No. But it doesn't run anything but, but like, like a government but, but, but let's or say that, like a let's business. Say that, okay, let's say that you were a typical businessman right now. You were the CEO of a, of a major uh, American company, and uh, it's about time for your earnings statement, and uh, it's not looking great. So what do you do? Well, if you're the president of the United States in that situation, do you lay off a fourth of the country? Okay, like all you people in Texas and California, you're out. Can the president... Legally, way off a lay off a quarter of the country. I don't think so. No, and that's the other thing too that 
you know, when you when you say, hey, we want somebody who runs the federal government like a business. But yeah, you, like, you're, if you're a CEO, you get to make decisions. As president, you get to, you don't get to unilaterally make those decisions. As Joe Biden well, is finding out because of how many times as a CEO he's been taken a, to court. As a CEO of a publicly traded company, you don't get to either. As a CEO of a family company, you do. Well, you kind of do, even as a public traded company. You still get to make those decisions. Well, it, it unless those decisions fall it, it, due to the charter. When, when you say to the you know um, board of directors, when you say you get to make those decisions, it it should mean you get to you, make those decisions without having uh, you know the consequences of you will be canned if they don't turn out right. well. Uh, Idaho boy writes in a third party. They would need to be someone who isn't part of the mono party establishment. Compare Trump's presidency versus Biden. I was enjoying cheaper gas, cheaper prices for basic things like food and not seeing massive overreach of our three letter agencies every day. And my tax cut. I'm far from millionaire. Trump was such a wild card in the world stage. Putin and Kim had to stop and think before acting. You have to be delusional to ignore the massive differences in Trump's favor of and uh, vote Biden again. But Idaho boy, once again, who would that third party president be? You said that they have to be someone who is not a part of the mono party establishment. Who is that person that you think you could support if it came to that? Denny in Nampa says, I wonder whether or not AI will ever get advanced. Now, there's there's a possibility. Let's let's run an AI candidate. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we, do we know that's we not fed, happening now? <laughs> we, 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 fed, uh, we fed all of our qualifications into a computer, and here's who we got. <laughs> the only thing is he can't make personal appearances unless you count being on screen. Uh, Denny in, in Nampa says, I wonder whether or not AI will ever get advanced enough to decide that it has had about enough of all this election uh, bantering and crowing and just take over. Think the original movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. When Clay too pronounced just prior to leaving, and I paraphrase, paraphrase, I say this to all residents of Earth: y'all better get your s, etc. together, or we'll send Gort and his buddies to turn this planet into a burned-out cinder. That really is paraphrasing, but that's kind of what he meant. Yeah. No, bringing up AI is a good question. How soon is it before you see administrations possibly using AI to run the country? Maybe not publicly, but privately going, all right, I need a speech on this. Yeah. <laughs> Write my speech on this for this upcoming stop, whether it's, you know, running for president or mm-hmm. after you've already elected. How, I, I mean, how easy is it to be able to do that? How soon are we going to see a president or a presidential candidate? Or maybe we've already seen it, right? An artificial intelligence candidate or that, ju- or that just uses one not, or just one not fully on yeah that, that relies on artificial intelligence maybe to tell them what to do they plug it into artificial intelligence and say hey i have to make a decision on this what do you view as uh, the best decision is not is not cost effective to save children <laughs> no i don't think so um, another uh, email, no name on this, says uh, you asked the question if our country is ready for a third-party candidacy. Unfortunately, our politicians have created a legal structure that makes it very difficult. As uh, we are seeing, the existing political parties are using the rules that they created to hinder the emergence of other candidates, depriving us all from choices and a more open public conversation. That's kind of the point that we made a little bit earlier. 
Um, and, and you heard also in one of our uh, news drops there saying that there is no way, how did he put it, in God's green earth mm-hmm. that an independent candidate or a third-party candidate would ever be able to pick up 271 electoral votes to be able to become president of the United States. And again, he's never been proven wrong so far. So far. Uh, text message, 208-336-3700, uh, writes in, I think, sadly, we are very divided politically as a country. What? No. I believe it would be a great time to have a third-party centralized president, and there are a lot of Republicans and Democrats who don't like their candidates. So if a confident, unifying third party ran, I would vote for them. But they would really have to pull the media to reach anyone, and we know the media likes the extremes. Once again, I'll say the same thing to you. Thank you for texting us. Who You said that you would support someone. Give us an idea of who that would be that you would support as a third-party candidate and why. Of, see, and a lot of people are supporting the idea of someone. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love a candidate who was like this and this and this. Well, who is that so far? Well, no one. So who are you going to vote for? I don't know. <laughs> One of the two people that are running, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, <laughs> Lily writes in uh, from Boise. Now, that's a novel idea. Breed a president with artificial insemination, AI. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you got AI uh, mixed up with uh, what we were talking about. We're talking... Artificial intelligence. Of course, there are a lot of people that uh, claim that we've already had presidents who had artificial intelligence. Well, we've and we, we've had people claim we had presidents who didn't have any at all. <laughs> artificial or otherwise. That is true. 208-336-3700, pounds, 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. If you want to get through, here's your final chance to do that. Also, if you would like the tickets to see train at the Ford Idaho Center, last chance to do that. You got about one minute. Just text the word train to 208-336-3700, and we will pick from all of those texts that have come in over the last 40 minutes. One lucky person is going to be going on Thursday night. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 948, 84 degrees in downtown Boise on our way towards uh, what we hope will be the uh, last day of triple digits this week. Supposed to be cooling down a little bit uh, tomorrow and not supposed to see triple digits until uh, Saturday. I hope that's going to be true. Um, taking uh, last uh, few calls and emails this morning on third-party candidates. Whether you're not, uh, or you think there is be somebody that would be viable, not just viable, but why you would support them, too. A um, lot of talk because of how much dislike there is for the two candidates who are respectively leading their parties. Joe Biden, the incumbent, I don't think... It, at least I can't remember a time that so many people from his own party don't want him running for candidate running for president. A good portion of that isn't necessarily, I don't think, in my opinion, because as Democrats, they don't like him as a Democrat. I think if Joe Biden were the incumbent and he was 60 years old, I think the people that are in his party, the other Democrats, 
wouldn't necessarily worry about him as an incumbent running as they are now. I think, once again, this is just my opinion. I haven't seen polling on this. I think the large majority of Democrats that don't want him to run again are only not wanting him to run again because he will be 86 years old by the time he leaves office, if he's still alive at 86 years old, because we know how few people don't make it to 86. Ryan writes in and says, if it ends up being, okay, he's missed mispronounced a couple of words. I mean, not mispronounced, misspelled a couple of words there. If it ends up being Trump and Biden in 2024, then they should run a third-party candidate as a Republican against the Democrat uh, Biden and whatever Trump is. Hmm? I guess that's a statement about Trump, that he's not a real Republican. Oh, he doesn't like... I was going to say, so when did Trump change... Announced that he was changing parties because uh, I missed he, that one. He did apparently. not. This yeah. ju- this uh, Ryan just thinks that apparently Trump isn't an actual Republican. So if you run a Republican, uh, that would be your third party would be the Republicans. <laughs> if you don't think he's a Republican, what do you think he he is? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think you could get uh, further ma- right wing than he I, does. I does guess. He? I guess you'd call him mega party, right? Make America great again party. Well, yeah, but I, it still isn't that a lot. I mean, it still fits into a lot of the same. Conservative there's, values, right? There's the American Solidarity Party. They're running a guy whose name is Peter Sonsky. He is from Connecticut, and he is a member of a regional school board there. And so he's going from school board to president. Nobody's ever done that before. Gone from school board president yeah. to... Uh, Clay, out of my mind... Is that your real name, Clay? Um, writes in, I will do it what Americans have been doing as long as I can remember. Hold my nose and vote against someone. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There isn't anyone worth and voting for. We just vote for the lesser of the two nitwits. Uh, I, that's, there was an old saying, a guy says, uh, sometimes I vote for him, but more than likely I vote against him. That's not, But that hasn't been true the whole time, Clay, right? It granted, depends. I mean, he, granted, he may if, never have had a candidate that he liked very much. Granted, if you look at the last two elections, you have a large majority of people that in 2016 said that they voted for Trump because they just couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. There's, and, a, there's a libertarian running whose name is T.J. Wolfman Elgin. There's a good... Do you think President pre- Wolfman! President Wolfman would be kind of cool. <laughs> Baby. Oh, good grief. Um, the, the last two elections, I think, Clay, you you could definitely say that because there were a lot of people who said that the only reason they voted for Biden was because um, they wanted anybody other than Trump. But, I mean, when you, when you look at, like, I'll go back to Ronald Reagan, for instance. There were a lot of people that loved Ronald Reagan. Right? Yeah. And didn't vote for Ronald Reagan. Reagan, Reagan was very popular. Yeah, because they couldn't stand the other candidate they they actually voted for him because they like it so i know clay i don't know how long you've been along but i'm guessing that you've been voting in presidential elections more than just the last two elections right i think i think obama if you want to go back even more recent to that obama didn't get elected because they hated who was running against obama obama was very popular especially in his his first election 
He he was a popular candidate, whether you like him or not, whether you're a Republican or not, you know, Obama being a Democrat. But he was elected because he was very popular, not because they were voting against somebody else. Here's one for you. Uh, They've already chosen a uh, presidential and vice presidential nominee, Mike Wood of California. Who's, presidential who's nominee and John Petrowski of Ohio, vice presidential nominee, the Prohibition Party. Prohibition. They would like to bring back the outlawing of alcohol. Really? Yeah. I can see you're already lining up to vote for those guys. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah, no kidding. That really, yeah. Prohibition was what made drinking popular. <laughs> it did. I mean... <laughs> You're not wrong. I was just going to say the People same like, exact thing. Hey, it's like I didn't used to drink, but now that they tell me I I can't, I want to. Uh, yeah, you probably got more people uh, to start drinking than anything else. It's like, well, if this thing is so bad, let's find out what they're talking about. It's like those people right now that are going, oh, what's the point in smoking marijuana? It's legal. It's like, no fun. Not, not only let's go find out what they're talking about, let's go drink some illegal stuff that can kill us. I'll yeah, bet that's go. really good. The guy's name is Wood. And he wants to get rid of alcohol. <laughs> Definitely don't drink wood alcohol. Oh, good grief. Yeah, because that's what they were making. And, you know, um, that's about all the time we uh, have for today. Thanks for all the uh, phone calls and emails. If you want to continue emailing, you can. Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, don't forget, uh, coming up, we'll have more train tickets. If you signed up today, I have texted you. All right, I've texted you that you have won. Just moments ago, I said that you've won. I still need to get your name, address, and phone number. We'll have another chance for you to win coming up tomorrow morning.